I'm Dr. Ben Rall. Do you know where the most amazing doctor lives? You may be surprised to learn that it's actually right inside of you. Yet, today's healthcare model is built on a foundation that the greatest doctor instead comes in the form of pills, potions, lotions, even surgery. So listen in, because what if the majority of what you have been told about health and healing is not only wrong, but actually harmful to you? One thing is for sure, when you work with your body and not against it, you'll begin to discover that you are in fact designed to heal. Dr. Ben, we have, uh, you know, you're always, <laughs> you send me these messages, you send me texts with links. I mean, yeah. you, you are just, you are an avid consumer of all things media when it comes to just ways to grow and to learn and all this sort of thing. I know that you watched a documentary the other day and we've got... We got the person behind it, all right? Yes, so what yeah, do we got going on today, super man? Super excited to have um, Jerry share with us on today. And she's going to um, you know, talk about her career, maybe what led her down this most recent movie, this recent movie called Qu Quiet Explosions. I literally just watched it last night in full. And we've had guests in the past that we've talked about, you know, traumatic brain injuries and PTSDs. This is just such an sure. important topic right sure. now. But she, again, I'm always, I know that people get uh, anything in the alternative world or anything that's just a little off narrative often doesn't get the the promotion, right? It doesn't get the, the talked about as much. And so anytime I see this just incredible work, I always want to celebrate those people and bring them on a chance to share their story. Absolutely. And yeah. I know there will be somebody listening that this is will affect their brother, sister, mother, daughter. And, um, and so we are super excited and, um, and to have Jerry on today. Jerry, uh, thank you for being here. Will you do a better job of me than uh, talking about some of your you know, experiences, background? I know you've an Emmy Award winner two times, and uh, we're certainly excited to have you here. But uh, give us a little bit of your backstory, if you don't mind. Sure. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Yes. It's, it's a wonderful uh, project that you do here for people. Yeah, I basically only work on projects that will positively influence society in some way. And uh, the major part of my work happens to do with healing. So um, this quiet explosion is healing the brain has to do with uh, traumatic brain injury, PTSD, and how people are healing. And there is a method to get better. And there is hope. And we don't need to have 20 people a day commit suicide. I also am working on projects about the homeless uh, here in Santa Monica and L.A., and how Step Up, a charity, is giving them homes, and then they are getting better. Now they're not addicts anymore, and now they're not alcoholics anymore, and they're actually going out and getting work and getting jobs. So I've done a lot of work over the years, and it's on my website, jerryshure.com, and uh, I just want to help more people. You know, you, you even bring something up, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but our, our show title is Designed to Heal. And I even what I heard you say, whether it was with the homeless or other, you know, uh, natural healing methods, it's, first of all, this understanding that we can heal. Like, even, even the simple, true statement you said, for some people, is almost blasphemous, right? When you start talking about healing the brain, I mean, people almost can't handle that statement right there. Right, they think it's impo it's impossible, and even watching your story, which was very powerful, or watching some of the the people in the movie with all sorts of traumas, from of course the military types of traumas to you know um, you know sexual traumas to you know I mean it's a heavy it's it's a it's a it's a heavy show, no doubt about it. But the hope, and especially even at the end, you're just watching these people have victory. They had gone down a traditional approach, I would say most of them, and that was typically it falls into the realm of medications and antidepressants and ambiens and sleep medications or you know some of this stuff. And you just watch these people not get well, and they kind of reach the end of their rope, and then you know enter something usually happened where somebody starts 
helping them understand there might be another way, a better way, mm-hmm. right? Another approach. And I don't believe in false hope, but I really believe in truth. <laughs> you know what I mean? So this is <laughs> not false hope. So part of the movie, um, to get into it a little bit, you know, the, I would say it highlights um, a particular doctor pretty heavily, right? Dr. Gordon, um, you know, his story and some of his work. Do you mind kind of how did that happen or how did you start you know, getting these interviews, because um, obviously he's an interesting guy that has a, a, a very unique approach. And Dr. Amen as well, of course. Some people are probably more familiar with his work. But you just want to kind of start walking us down this idea of healing the brain and what's unique about those approaches? Yeah, it's very unique. And I found Dr. Gordon through the book, because Andrew Marr, the Green Beret, wrote the book Tales yeah. from the Blast Factory. And when I was approached with the book to make the movie, I was very taken with Andrew Marr, but I was even more taken with the doctor that was described because he lives right here in my backyard in Encino, California. And I said to myself, here's somebody curing people, healing people, and nobody knows about it. we got to get the word out. So, of course, I got in touch with him and we, we started our journey. But um, it was amazing to me that so many people don't really realize what is available. And once the threads started happening, you know, Dr. Gordon told me about another doctor and Dr. Cher, who is yeah. the hyperbaric oxygen therapy. And then I found Dr. Sammons, the uh transcranial magnetic stimulation doctor through Mark Rippon. So it's like threads. And then I weave them all together. And then when you, and I think, so the initial starting point though is we have to understand that we in fact are designed to heal. And that doesn't just mean broken bones, right? We can heal our brains. And we exactly. Can, yeah. And I don't want to, again, I'm not, I mean, you had people in there that had experienced, you know, even 9-11 traumas. And of course, we're, we're, we're more familiar. I don't think we're enough familiar. We're classically familiar with, you know, battle, right? The, you know, people that were in, you know, war and, and bombs and explosions. And that one makes a little, it's a little more obvious. But yeah, you had Mark Rippon on there, you know, the famous, you know, quarterback, Super Bowl champion. And some of these stories are heartbreaking to listen to. You know, I'm, I listen, you know, I remember when Mark won that Super Bowl and I re- and listen to him, the story he told about his child and his kid, like it's, it's, it's really frightening, right? And these, yeah. and the best yeah. these people have, they're, you know, these guys, people you think are going to get the best care of the world. Most of them are simply ending up in the hands of a typical, you know, medical model psychiatry where they're throwing, you know, dope at them, throwing drugs at them and going, well, that's, we did what we could good luck. And then you're meeting these people that were literally at the end of their rope from suicidal and worse, losing their families to like double MBAs at Harvard and MIT, <laughs> right? I mean, yeah, then that's not an ex- that's not an exaggeration, right? Right, exactly. It's 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 phenomenal, but it was heart-wrenching. I mean, as I listened to the two suicide attempts that Mark Rippin had, it was heart-wrenching, and I knew that they were at the lowest low. I mean, all 10 of these characters, even though they come from completely different backgrounds, completely different socioeconomic uh, places, they all were ready to commit suicide. I mean, Ben Drybergen had the gun in his mouth ready to shoot himself when he saw the image of his mother standing over his coffin, and uh, he stopped. But I'm telling you, they all were ready to take their own lives, and that's the, that's when somehow, some way, they got the help, and now they've been completely transformed. And ironically, they're giving back to society. Each one of them, as you saw in the film, you know, are doing something to help others. One of the things that was fascinating, so I want to get into a little bit of the, because everybody always asks me, like, okay, well, like, so, you know, 
what does that look like? What do I, what do I do? And, and so I want to, and I'm going to do my best. I'm, you know, I'm a chiropractor by profession. And so, and I know a couple of the people in your show were, I believe, chiropractic physicians. I was laughing for a little bit. A couple of them had the last name of Cher. And I thought, you just interview people that have your last name or close to it. I think they have another less R than you do. But uh, that was kind of funny. Um, so yeah, when they have one more R. One yeah, more they, R. It's yeah. the fa- father, son, and the father is the chiropractor. Yeah, right. That was, I thought that was, was interesting. So I'm going to, so, the, the, so Dr. Mark, what I thought was interesting about him that I would want our listeners to know, because this might surprise them a little bit, is I believe he identifies as a neuroendocrinologist. Is that the right moniker? That's right. Okay, so Dr. Gordon. Yeah, so a lot of people don't realize, and I and I, I say this to people often, they'll say, you know, they've been told they have a chemical imbalance. Now, I'm not referring to the, the traditional psychiatric version of that, which usually means we're going to give you an SSRI. So, you know, we know those actually cause chemical imbalances. What he's looking at, from what I can understand, is deficiencies and, and things that, you know, natural things that we need that our body, you know, needs and requires to heal. We're deficient in those, whether it was through a trauma, an emotional trauma. I thought that was fascinating how people can have all sorts of traumas, whether it's an emotional trauma, a physical trauma, but it can cause the same cascade of events in the body from a neuroendocrinology, or he talks a lot about hormones. And so there's work out there, blood tests and otherwise that you can get done that can identify if you have certain deficiencies that might be preventing you from, from healing. And is that, is that a fair description, uh, Jerry? It is definitely the description. You have about 18 full important hormones in the brain at all times in certain levels. And if for some chance your pituitary gland gets hit, and it's not manufacturing those hormones and you don't have them anymore, your entire body will go chaos. I mean, you'll be off. And that's what happens in all these cases. Everybody has something missing in their brain. And we have to replenish those hormones exactly in the right doses, you know, whether it be DHEA or pregnenolone or cortisol, you know, and so on. So it's all spelled out in the movie pretty precisely. And there is a way to do high-end blood work to figure out exactly what's missing and in what amounts. So that would be something I would want our, our, our listeners to, to know. I mean, I, I mean, the, the movie is a must-watch, and so you can go, what, what, are, what are the ways they can watch this? I know there's some people already wanting to just stop the podcast and watch the movie. How do they go watch oh. it right now? Yeah. Well, it is on Amazon, and it is on Vimeo. It is on all platforms, you know, okay. Apple TV, Google Play. If you go to our website, quietexplosions.com, and that's plural, quietexplosions.com, on the first page, it gives you every platform. It'll say watch, and you can just hit whichever platform that you would like to watch the movie on. Okay. Also, they sell the DVDs. If somebody wants to have a DVD, because there are a lot of extras uh, on, on the end of the DVD, there's many extras with interviews of uh, Andrew Marr and Dr. Gordon and myself and so on that, that aren't in the movie. But um, every platform right now has it, and it's even being shown in every country of the world, including like Zimbabwe. And it's funny, Ben, yeah. but a minute before you called, I got a call from a man in Paris, France. He goes, it's Michel from France. <laughs> I'm like, honey, I'm so sorry. I have to do a, a radio show right now. It's very important. Uh, I'll have to talk to you We all like later. a good accent, so I think you might have missed out. I'm from the Midwest, so you're not getting quite as big of an accent <laughs> here, but... You know, there. I think it was. I think it was uh, Dr. Mark that sh- said in that movie. He used the metaphor of like a car with flat tires, if I'm yes. remembering right. And he said, you know, yes. if you had four yes. uh, four flat tires, you wouldn't just fill one of them up and then expect the car to run well, or even two, or even three, or even three and a half. They 
all need to be filled up. And that one really was a good a good way of expressing that. I think when we're looking at, and again, these were people, these in the movie, these are not people that were just having a bad day. These were people that, uh, you know, I mean, I don't know everybody's life experience that's watching this, but at the end of their rope, worst of the worst, and they had every reason to live. They had families, they had little kids, they had pregnant wives. They had many of them were very, you know, um, decorated, you know, you know, world record holders and professional athletes. This is not like my life is terrible and I, you know, can't get a house and I don't want to live. Like it's just there's clearly something happening, and so so that was a big part of it. And I remember something else that that hit me was um, where they're talking about um, when Andrew was talking about in the in the when he was in you know the military and and how the effects didn't happen right away. And I think Dr. Uh, Dr. Mark, talk, Dr. Gordon talks about how a lot of times it can take six to 12, even more months for the TBI to really show up. So these mm-hmm. people, right, they, they have a, you know, an injury, a big explosion or a trauma, and they think, hey, I got away with it, right? You know, Mark Rippon would be another example. They're playing in these, in these, you know, on the other, the, the running back, you know, in the movie. And they, and they basically, the, and we kind of taken from Dr. Amen and others, if you are in a situation where you're experiencing, you know, trauma to the, to the body and brain, you need to be under, you know, healing protocols immediately while you're even in it, right? We sometimes have yeah. this misunderstanding. I know you got a couple other, you know, um, you know, very smart people in the movie, the woman, I can't think of her name right now, um, that talks about like... Dr. Willemeyer. Yeah, Dr. Will. Yeah, she's, you know, of course, very articulate and just helping understand even, you know, I think they, they use the example, or I think it was Dr. Amen that said, your brain is like the consistency of like soft butter. Is that what he said? Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. inside that skull. And I just think I was a boxer growing up for many years, an elite boxer. And so I've been hit in the head way more times. So if I say anything really confusing, that's what happened to me. But, you know, but it's but you just realize the trauma that our heads and our bodies go through. And so most of us need some healing. I mean, these are extreme cases, but I would say most of us have experienced some sort of trauma and it was manifesting in ways where they're becoming, you know, um, short with their family. They're becoming depressed. They're not sleeping. Their relationships are struggling. It's not always this massive, you know, I think we think of trauma like, you know, flashbacks and the, you know, Vietnam vet guy. This is, there's a new thing happening here or something that's being brought to light. Yeah. I mean, you can have depression and anxiety and, 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 you know, fearfulness from um, even people are getting that from COVID, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes. And and it's the same kind of symptoms. I mean, these people were crying. They were locking themselves in a closet and going back into the fetal position and rocking. Uh, they were running to alcohol and having, you know, massive amounts of liquor. Uh, some people even got onto, you know, massive drugs. I mean, there were a million different horrible symptoms. And they were gradual, gradual, but then they kept leading up and up and then they kept getting worse and then they were acting out. I mean, you know, really acting out, you know, where they wanted to just, you know, be like a, they were, they were acting sort of like they said monsters. And this was very scary because that was not their normal personality. So they were desperate. Let's put it that way. And this happens with so many people in the world. I mean, it, it, it doesn't even have to be that you went to war or that you were, you know, in a football game. It could be like the man who was in surgery for so many hours and lost everything in his brain from yeah. being on the pump too long. Yeah, or even, you know, the nine, the, I mean, of course, the 9-11 was a big one. And, uh, you know, the young girl yeah. with, with uh, you know, the, the trauma, uh, you know, uh, more of an emotional, well, I mean, physical and emotional trauma. sexual rape, yeah. yeah. Um, you yeah. know, so, so and, and, I, and I think, you know, we want to give light to that, but 
not just to, you know, and I talk about this a lot, I don't really, this isn't going to come out right, I'm less interested in the diagnosis if you don't have a solution that's actually getting to the cause of the problem. Don't label me just to label me. Don't just call me depressed. Don't just call me, you know, some, you know, some diagnosis if you don't have a way of actually healing that. And if your recommendation for me is just drugs, that's not interesting to me at all. One of the other kind of therapies that you is highlighted in this movie quite a bit is something that some people are familiar with. I certainly am familiar with it, but even I was surprised by some of the benefits of it. And that was hyperbaric. And um, yeah, hyperbaric oxygen therapy. Yeah. And so, do you want to, you know, talk a little bit about that kind of, you know, and just take it me from the beginning, you know, more of a lay person that does. I think the only people who know about that, they think about it, it's when I'm deep, you know, the bends, right, from uh, scuba diving or something like that, right? Yeah. Um, so, what, what does it do? What can it do? And then I've got some questions and thoughts. Sure. They use a lot of hyperbaric oxygen therapy now in burn victims. And it's not as prevalent here in America as it is in some places in uh, Europe and the Mideast. But I will tell you this. um, A lot of our subjects in the film did hyperbaric oxygen therapy along with other therapies, like Sean, our surfer. Mm -hmm. He went to Dr. Gordon. He went to Dr. Amen. And he also did hyperbaric oxygen therapy for months and months and months. And he would go in the chamber at least once a day every day, like five days a week for months. And you have to do it consistently. And what it does is it puts a lot of massive amount of oxygen in your system, in your brain, in your body, and then new cells regenerate. And so the oxygen is is causing new cells to happen so that all the old bad cells are gone. And uh, a lot of people like our our man who was in New York City, Sebastian, he was the firefighter. He was treated by hyperbaric oxygen therapy for nine months every single day. And he, before, he couldn't even say a full sentence. He was so messed up that like, he could barely talk. Because he, he had so much trauma from pulling out all his buddies and his firefighters out of the, out of the uh, Twin Towers. You know, he, he was a mess. And this poor guy. And now he's like, he's like another person. And he, he's so grateful. He can't believe it. You yeah. know, he just helps others all the time. When I and I think you know this just again it brings up you know just because you haven't heard of it before if you're listening to this you know doesn't mean you know you know you brought up COVID a little bit earlier I mean if if all you're listening to is the the narrative on the on the nightly news you're likely going to miss we we were talking about this earlier today you know even though we all know that your underlying health is a major indicator about how you're going to handle something like COVID you don't certainly see that on the news right it's all about the vaccine approach for one example and so you know when it comes to things like healing the brain and things like that you know all you've probably ever heard most people have heard is you know take antidepressants or take anti-anxiety medications or something like that and so don't don't let the newness of this, you know, and that's why I think the story is, is so important. These were these were people that were very skeptical, most of them. I remember the one gentleman, I think it was Andrew, right, when he first talked to, was it <laughs> Dr. Gordon? And he was like, this guy sounded so full of it or something like that, right? Or, yeah, you know, yeah. Because it just yeah. sounds well, too... He said, I, I, I'm not sure if he was a quack. Yeah. You know, because it's just because we haven't heard that. Or I went to my other doctor and they said, that's all hooey and that does, you know, that's just, you know, this, that and the other thing. But you, nobody argues with results. And the, the gentleman that you were talking about, the surfer, Sean, you know, again, rec- world record holding surfer, you know, um, lived a very good lifestyle. I think he talks about that. He ate a great diet and, you know, and all those things. But sometimes, you know, when you fracture your neck in four places and, you know, you've had major head trauma, um, there's certain things you have to do to heal. And you might listen to hyper barbaric, you say, what, I had to go every day for, you know, months? And I think to myself, well, how long did they tell you to take your antidepressants? 
right? They told you to take that every day, right? They told you to take that, every, you know, and, and there's no end in sight there. So yes, unfortunately, sometimes it can require a, a change in life and lifestyle and doing things you never thought you would do, but it's super, you know, critical um, to, to take those, to do those things. It is. And the thing that's very interesting is Dr. Alan Share, the gentleman in New York, yeah. who is a chiropractor, he, he put it so perfectly. He was explaining that Israel has the most hyperbaric in, in the world, and they have like 200 people in the chamber at once and 10,000 people on the waiting list. And what he was saying is like 30 years ago, the MRI and the CAT scan and all that was, you know, a new thing. But he said in 10 years from today, the hyperbaric will be like the MRI was 30 years ago. So it's going to take another many years for people to really realize that it should be part of all healing, you know, in hospitals, in doctor's offices. And people even buy them to put in their homes too now. But he said, you know, it's going to take a little time because that's what happened 30 years ago with, with the MRI machine. Jerry, I'm, I'm just curious to know what piqued your interest on the subject of trauma and like maybe what your um what your knowledge of ptsd was originally maybe before doing the film or just before doing the film like it just would you mind walking us through that journey sure well when i was approached um kind of the right things land with me i never kind of look for the work and they come to me uh, a girl who i babysat for when i was 16 years old in a little town called fall river massachusetts she became a book editor and she was up in maine and she was the editor for andrew mars book tales from the blast factory and unbeknownst to me she had been following my career my whole life and she contacted me through an email and said I have the best book here and you need to make the movie of it. I know I've been following you. You have two Emmys and you're the right person for this. And I was sort of astounded, but everybody tells me they have the best book. So I said, <laughs> send me to galleys. I have to read them and see. But when I read them, I realized it was a, a terrific story. And I was very, as I said, taken with Dr. Gordon and, and wanted to um, kind of pursue it. But the reason I, I was so connected to the story and to people with PTSD is because my husband is the man in the movie. I don't know if you know this, but he's the man who had the surgery. Mm. Uh, Alan Sher, the cuddler, that is my husband. Oh, my and, goodness. Yeah, and when he was 50 and had the severe heart attack um, in Massachusetts, they said, send for your two children. They won't. He won't make it. And he, they were both in college. And he was very severe for a long time. And he, they saved his heart, and he got better with quadruple bypass, but they messed up his brain. I mean, he totally had no short-term memory whatsoever. So he hasn't worked in 24 years. And I was halfway through the movie when I was telling Mark Gordon about Alan, and he said, I think we can help this guy. And I said, oh, I doubt it. It's been two decades. Mm. He said, no, really, we, we can, we can. So I told the cinematographer, let's follow the story. I don't know what will happen, maybe nothing. But we followed the story as it was happening. And uh, sure enough, Alan, they replaced all the hormones that were missing in his brain. And he was getting better and better and better. So, you know, I was, uh, I had the empathy for all these people because I have lived through it for 20 some years. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I was, I had the uh, knowledge of what it's like as a caretaker, you know what I mean? So I could relate to these people and really understand what they were going through and they had trust and faith in me. I, I love this. I, mean, I, I had a suspicion that there was something deeply personal about this for you. And so you're almost getting to send the message out there, like a message of hope to people on behalf of you and your husband and, and your story together. And that's, that's amazing. What, what is the message? If you could speak to, you know, even before the listeners will go and watch the film, um, what do you hope that they take from it? And what's, uh, what is the message that's driving you right now? 
Well, the message is that you must realize that there is hope and you must find a little bit of joy in every day. It could be a small thing like just picking up a flower and smelling it, but you must find joy in every day. It's very important to know that with love, you will stay healthy. And with being good to people, what you give, you receive. You have to give back to society. You have to give to others. Your life will always be good if you do that. I mean, I have a phenomenal, phenomenal life, and I am surrounded by so much love. And I'm look what I'm doing for the world now. I mean, I have people who call me from Taiwan and say, Jerry, I was just about to kill myself. I saw your film, and I'm not going to take my life now. These are strangers, and they feel that there is hope. And it's very important to always strive to, ha- to be happy, to meditate, to take one minute a day to even just say a mantra or just to, to be grateful. That's really important. When I, uh, you know, I thought one of the things that was interesting in the movie was, you know, all these people have really made amazing um, improvements and recoveries. And, you know, I was, I was uh, crying at the end as I was just watching their victories and graduations and, you know, just kind of where they're at as you shared the updates. Um, but I also remember, I think I feel like I heard almost every one of them say, you know, from Mark to Sean to others, just saying like, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm doing, you know, wildly better. Um, but I'm also, and they almost said something similar. They said, you know, but I'm still getting better every day. And I, Mm -hmm. I, it struck me not because, you know, it's, it's, it's surprising, but I think what you just touched on is, is a great attitude to bring. I think so much of healthcare right now, unfortunately, is the mantra of, well, downhill from here. Well, you know, that's it. I look, I think of your husband or I think of others. We, we often think, well, I've, I'm past my prime now and it's just, you know, cognitive degeneration now and these things. And it doesn't have to be the case. We have a very, we have bodies that are, can be very resilient. Now, oh yes, they need certain things. And, and like you said, and I'm a big believer, even though this one's hard to measure, uh, love is one of those things. And you brought it up a little earlier, and we don't have to go down the rabbit trail, but you look at what you know, has gone on this last year and a half with, with like things like COVID. So many people are living in a state of fear and a state of you know isolation or even you know, depression with that, that I, I feel like I, I'm, I, I, I do have concerns about what that's done, especially to our kids and well, and our elderly. And so I think we're coming into a time, and I'm sure you've seen some of the, the data, Jerry, where you know, we're coming in, you know, in or out of this thing with more depression, more anxiety, more kids that are struggling. We've done some real damage to the psyche of most people. And I think it's things like this that you're talking about, you know, lifestyle and, you know, sure, some people are going to need some more involved procedures. Not everybody has to see Dr. Mark. Not everybody has to see Dr. Amen. Not everybody needs 80, you know, visits to hyperbaric, but you certainly need to know it exists. And you certainly need to have the, the paradigm that, yes, you can heal. What do you say to the detractors? What do you say to the naysayers that say, you can't heal the brain? You know, I've had trauma. You don't know, you know, you know, what do you know? You know, and I'm not putting you on the spot, Jerry. I just mean, you know, I'm sure you've heard some of that, right? Um, Or even how dare you, you know, and I, I don't mean that, but you know what I mean? No, I do know what you mean. Well, I think that a lot of naysayers, especially in Dr. Amon's case, because, you know, obviously he's a very controversial individual, 
um, in the work he does, is that there's jealousy involved. You know, a lot of people mm. are used to doing something one way for the past 50 years or 30 years that they learned in med school, and they don't know how to deviate, and they don't want to deviate, and they're afraid to move forward in a different way, and they're jealous of, you know, ten, ten, he has 10 books on the bestseller list, New York bestseller list, or, or, you know, clinics all over the country or whatever. But, you know, these people... I think they're just afraid. It's fear that they don't mm. they don't want to move forward because they don't know about it. But you know how I get around that personally is first of all I do not watch any news whatsoever, and I will not read a newspaper because I will not let any negativity get into my brain. I keep my brain, and my brain has to be positive at all times in order to do this kind of work and help others. So it's very important to me to make sure that I don't have any negativity coming in because I don't even know if half of it's true anyway. So, you know, if, if, if something's important enough that, that like, you know, there's a hurricane or, or something, a tornado, my husband will tell me, yeah. oh, we have to go and shelter, whatever. But he knows that I can't have any negativity coming into my, into my psyche, into my brain, into my body. Because like you said, you know, our body, the whole body is, is just a miraculous situation. Yeah. And the fact that we can get up every day and perform, it's just it's just a miracle. When you said you said something, or when I, matter of fact, when I was just you know getting prepared for this interview, and I was reading just about you, and it's funny you say that because even reading, you know, about your work and and your you know just your approach, I was like, wow, this. And now I'm talking to you, it's no surprise. I was like, this this person just you know kind of it's refreshingly different than talking with most people, and that makes sense. You you protect your your mind, you protect your heart and not, and not in a, in a, in a, ironically, not in a selfish way, not like leave me alone. I don't want to talk to anybody, but actually the other way, which is I've got a lot of people to help and work important work to do. And so I need to be in a, in a right headspace or I'll get cynical or frustrated or, you know, I, I won't be as good as I can to, to the people I'm called to serve. And it's a refreshing, just even to hear you talk, you know, about, you know, love and joy. And I have a, a person in my life that was, um, uh, struggled with depression and to the point of, um, had tried to commit suicide. And after she had healed, I remember asking her one time, you know, any advice for somebody that's in that position? And she said, go do something for someone else, you know, whatever, mm -hmm. do something, right? Like you just said, you know, you know, stop and smell the flowers, find something to be joyful for, you know, and again, I, I have never struggled with those things, so I feel a little bit sometimes, you know, ill-equipped to speak about it. That's why I bring experts like you on here that have walked the path and have done deep dives into it. Um, but, but, but it, you know, sometimes it does start with us just serving others, finding a way to be positive. I think you said, I, I, to Jeff earlier, you said, I just want to do work that blesses the world or, or brings, brings, you know, is, is good for the world. And man, if mm -hmm. there was ever a time, you know, Jerry, even though you're going into a very intense topic, I mean, TBI, traumas, PTSDs, I mean, this is heavy stuff. This is like the heaviest of the heavy. And to still do it in a way that people at the end go, hey, I think I might be able to get, but you had a story in there about a gentleman using music as therapy, right? You know, yeah. which is an yeah. amazing story. And, you know, your husband, I, I, that was the part, I didn't know that was your husband. That was the part that kind of choked me out. That scene with him holding two babies and rocking them. Yeah. And when he said he's never had a baby, he couldn't get to go to sleep. I just thought, right. you know, and you can tell him this. I just thought, man, this is the guy I want to be my grandpa. Like, this is, this is like, <laughs> you know, uh, not to say that about his age, but I just thought, man, this is like, this is the way, this is also an option for the world, Right. This yeah. is also an approach. We don't have to be, you know, throwing drugs at everything and living in fear all the time. We can, you know, have an approach that, that realizes I am designed to heal, you know, 
God didn't, I'm not a big accident, right? There's a purpose to my life. There's a purpose to being here. And, um, and these people, you give, you know, 10 plus examples in the movie, and we're very thankful for that. Um, what, um, what's next for you? Do you have any, can there any projects you can talk about or no? Well, I'm going, I'm going to go to Las Vegas uh, next week for uh, Megafest because our film won the most important film of the year, 2021, and wow. it's being highlighted. And we're going to be um, screening in Las Vegas on the 29th uh, at the Galaxy Theater, if anyone of your listeners is in Nevada. But anyway, we, we certainly... Um, I, I've been approached to do uh, a project perhaps on stem cells, uh, a okay. continuation of, of this kind of thing to help people. Um, I have a couple of people have called me uh, with books that they want me to turn into into projects. So, you know, I never worry about the next project because I know the right thing will happen and I usually take my time to decide what's next because this particular movie now we will be in Oscar consideration for 2022 and uh, there'll be a lot of work to do for uh, getting ready for the Oscars to, you know, um, get it get it launched for that campaign. So that'll be one thing. But I did want to mention, yeah. you, you said this, that Andrew Meyer's father, Woody, said to him, you need to give back. If you do something for others, Andrew, you'll get better. And that's exactly the advice he gave him. And that's when Andrew decided to start the Warrior Angels Foundation. So, and, and then my husband, Alan, he decided to cuddle babies. And, of course, when he wanted to do that, they said, well, males can't do it. Only females mm-hmm. can. And, and Alan changed that parameter for the entire country. Oh. He was the first male cuddler ever. Oh, my goodness. When you, you know? uh, will you do just a 30-second on Angel Warriors? Um, so that people can okay, know a little sure. bit about that, you know, because I, yeah. I, I think there's just going to be people listening to this, whether that's them directly affected or just want to be helpful and get involved and what that means and what that looks like and any other just great resources that we can put in the notes for people to, to, to look into. Okay, so the biggest resource is on, on quietexplosions.com, we have a page that says resources. Perfect. And all of the resources of all of the doctors or everybody we talk about is on there in every shape and form. Now, Andrew started the Warrior Angels Foundation with his brother Adam Marr to help others and to work with Dr. Gordon to give military people the uh, the chance to have this kind of therapy and not pay for it. So okay. that's how they originally started. And they're always raising money. And the whole, the hope is that we can get the VA in, throughout the country to put these protocols in the VA so they won't be just giving out, you know, oxycodone. We'll pray, we'll pray on that one. That's a heavy lift. They don't sometimes love yeah. those options, but I'm with you. Yeah. And I, I look forward to everybody putting a review on Amazon for us because okay. that's really, really important to keep it on Amazon. You know, Amazon does not put documentaries on any longer. Ours is staying up there because it's doing so well. Wow. But putting a rating or review on there is really important. Well, we are so thankful for your your time and your effort and, you know, this now talking with you, realizing that this was a, whether you, you wanted to or not, this movie needed to be made. And it sounds like you were the person to do it. And we wish you the best of luck in Las Vegas. And I hope people, you know, check out the movie, leave a review. I would say, share it. Um, you know, I was, I was forwarding it on to people that I know in my life that um, can benefit from it. And to just be encouraged, you know, they kind of expect to hear it, you know, it's like they expect to hear it from me. There's something so powerful you know, you know, you expect Dr. Gordon to say what Dr. Gordon's going to say. You expect Dr. Amen to say what he's going to say. You know, they're the doctors. This is what they do for a living. But when you hear it from the person that walks out of it, your husband, Andrew, these, you know, Sean, you can't deny that testimony. 
right? And anybody that's going to get on and share a story, you know, Mark Rippon, you know, Mr. Super Bowl, Mr. Tough Football, Mr. You know, Mr. Man, Man's Man, or well, Andrew's the same way, special ops, bomb specialist. You know, these are people that to get on and even admit that they couldn't do it anymore, admit that they were at the end, and then watch them thriving, um, not just surviving, but thriving was um, really inspiring. And I, it's unfortunate how many people are in the need of that, but to know that through some pretty, you know, straightforward testing, yes, high end and, 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 and specific, but, you know, some blood tests that are available, some natural treatments and therapies and supplements. And of course, all that goes along with a healthy lifestyle. We talk a lot about that on this show. That's not the purpose of today's show. I wanted to get this resource in people's hands that right now have somebody that might not be here very much longer if they don't get this real help. And so that's why we do this show as well, is to highlight people like you that are doing very important work that don't always get the accolades, don't always get the CNN and the uh, Mm -hmm. headline news report or the front page of the paper, even though it is uh, front page worthy news. So God bless you and thank you so much, Jerry. Thank you so much for having me on and check out our Facebook page, Quiet Explosions for updates. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to support the show, give us a five-star review and share it with your tribe. To learn more about Dr. Ben's work, visit AchieveWellness.clinic.